0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, Buzz Burbank, News and Comment. Friday, October 21st, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news, made possible when you buy shaving products using the code RELM at harrys.com. This week's final presidential debate wasn't the final showdown. Clinton and Trump faced off again last night at a white-tie charity dinner in New York, honoring Al Smith, the first Catholic to run for president in the U.S. The candidates were practically sitting together, with only New York's Cardinal Dolan between them. The dinner is traditionally a roast attended by both major party candidates. Trump's best joke was about what he calls the biased media. It went, Michelle Obama gives a speech and everyone loves it. My wife gives the exact same speech and people get on her case. But at one point, his remarks and the crowd took a turn. Hillary believes it's vital to deceive people, having one public policy and a totally different policy in private. The crowd began to boo and jeer. Here she is tonight, said Trump, pretending not to hate Catholics. And the boos grew louder. Hillary's best lines included, usually I charge a lot for speeches like this. And it's amazing I'm up here after Donald. I didn't think he'd be okay with a peaceful transition of power. Donald Trump's campaign manager now says Trump will accept the results of this election provided there's no widespread fraud. Being the most closely scrutinized election ever, widespread fraud is highly unlikely. Trump campaign manager Kellyanne Conway says Trump will respect the democratic process, would concede to Clinton and offer his support if she wins. Provided, says Conway, the results are verified and certified. Trump's daughter Ivanka and his running mate Mike Pence have also said Trump will respect the outcome, but Trump himself was still playing it cagey the day after the debate, saying he will accept the results, quote, if I win. Trump's jaw-dropping refusal to say he'd accept the results in Wednesday night's debate was, for many, a dog whistle to his most ardent supporters, who are in no mood to accept anything less than a Trump victory, feeding on his rhetoric that the election is rigged. Voter registration's been extended by a day and a half in Virginia, which already appears to favor Hillary Clinton. A federal judge ordered the extension after the state's elections board website crashed during Monday's deadline. It crashed because people are still registering in record numbers. For the first time in our nation's history, more than 200 million people are registered to vote. That's up nearly 50 million from the presidential election four years ago. Still, more than 80 million Americans are not registered. The numbers are now all in on who won the debate. A CNN poll with a four point margin of error found Clinton beating Trump by 13 points. 52% of the viewers polled gave the win to Clinton at 52%, but that's more than a dozen points ahead of the score they gave Trump, 39%. 12% called the debate a tie. Each candidate seemed to reflect the views of half the country. 50% said they think like Clinton, 47% said they think like Trump. A majority like Trump's plans for the Supreme Court, stocking it with conservatives to overturn Roe v. Wade and more. But when it comes to who's better prepared to be president, Clinton trumped Trump 59% to 35 Oddly, among the few people who've changed their vote after this last debate, half of them went to Clinton, half went to Trump. There will be no more debates. And despite our weariness of this campaign, we did watch that third and final debate this week. The TV ratings, although still not as high as for the first matchup, were higher this time than they were for the second debate. The increase might be due in part to the absence of competition against a football game, as was the case in debate number two. Nearly 69 million people watched this week across 11 channels, not including PBS or C-SPAN. And still others watched online. Eighty-four million people watched the first Trump-Clinton debate. It's been confirmed that the most recently leaked emails stolen from the Clinton campaign and made public through WikiLeaks were snatched by Russian hackers, specifically Fancy Bear, who's worked for the Russian government before and who's the same hacker behind intrusions on the Democratic National Committee site, Democratic lawmakers, the Clinton campaign website, and even a dozen state voter registration databases. The latest documents from the email of Clinton's campaign manager, John Podesta, have been used by Donald Trump in his campaign to chip away at Clinton's support. The emails are full of gossip and strategy, but no apparent criminal violations. The Clinton campaign is calling out Trump for his chummy attitude toward Vladimir Putin and for using Putin's dirty work as his own campaign tool. The Clinton campaign accuses Trump of acting as Putin's puppet. When she said that to Trump's face Wednesday night, he shot back, you're the puppet, Trump's version of I know you are, but what am I? A tenth woman has now come forward accusing Trump of sexual misconduct. The election is now 18 days away. T-Mobile is paying the government $48 million to drop the charges it misled customers over its unlimited data plans. What T-Mobile didn't tell customers is that the more data they bought, the less speed they'd get, which essentially made the plans limited after all. Of the $48 million, $35 million will be refunded to the customers, with over $7 million going to the government in fines and $5 million going toward internet service and devices in schools around the country. An American soldier has died in Iraq after being wounded by an IED. It happened along a road just outside Mosul where U.S. troops are advising Kurdish and Iraqi soldiers. The still unidentified soldier is the fourth American to die in Iraq in the past two years. 300 special forces troops are in Iraq to help the Mosul offensive, and hundreds of others are there for advice and support. Reports from the front lines say the offensive is so far successful and moving faster than expected. There had been speculation the fight could continue into mid-December the feds are investigating a major Texas college for protecting its football program at the expense of protecting students. Baylor University in Waco, Texas, is where a football player was convicted for sexual assault last year. An outside investigator hired by the school had found in that case and others school officials had discouraged students from filing sexual assault complaints. The investigation found, quote, a cultural perception that football was above the rules. The scandal led to the forced resignation of Baylor's chancellor, Kenneth Starr, who'd previously been the special prosecutor who gave fuel to the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Baylor's football coach was fired as well. Now the feds are investigating Baylor II, the Education Department's Office of Civil Rights. That investigation was prompted by the complaints of a woman who'd worked as Baylor's Title IX coordinator. She claims the school blocked her investigations, And she says school officials, quote, made sure they were protecting the brand instead of protecting the students. She says the harder she worked, the more resistance she met. She says that when she told those officials of her concerns, her job got a lot tougher. The feds have the authority to investigate Baylor because although it is a private college, it gets federal funds and therefore has to play by federal rules. The school, which has since implemented nearly a hundred reforms, says it will cooperate with the latest investigation and will again review its policies. Now in its fourth year with over three and a half million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Talk about a close shave. I almost kept paying twice as much for razor blades as I do now, now that I buy my blades at harrys.com. And to me, the shave is every bit as close and every bit as comfortable as the big name brands locked inside that glass case at the store. Harry's blades are half the price and won't shred your face like the cheap disposables we've tried. Harry's German-engineered five-blade cartridges include a lubricating strip, a more flexible hinge for a smoother glide, and a trimmer blade for creative faces and hard-to-get places. Harry's made these improvements, by the way, without raising the price the way the big brands do. Just something else I love about Harry's. The cartridges lock onto a Truman handle, which has a rubberized grip so it doesn't slip through your wet fingers and comes in a choice of colors. Please try the Harry Starter Kit. It's free with just $3 shipping. That's the razor, a blade cartridge with a cover, and the shave gel, a $13 value for less than what you'd pay for just one blade from the big guys. Come on, try it. Get in on this free trial. Go to harrys.com and subscribe to a blade schedule that's right for you. And for our listeners, there's a nice little extra gift, Harry's After Shave Balm, reducing redness with aloe and cucumber and stuff to make your face feel cool and moist but only if you support this show by using the code r-e-l-m when you check out to get the free trial and the free gift go to harrys.com that's with two r's h-a-r-r-y-s.com and use the code r-e-l-m it's about trying to undo some of the damage the british government says it will now pardon thousands of gay and bisexual men who were convicted under anti-gay laws decades ago Acts of so-called buggery and gross indecency were decriminalized in 1967 after many lives had been ruined. Those laws remained on the books, however, until just 12 years ago and were still being used to prosecute gays. The United Kingdom's Ministry of Justice has announced it will formally pardon every man convicted so long as the relationship was consensual, so long as so long as the parties involved were at least 16 years old and provided they were not arrested for having sex in a public restroom. That means pardons for 65,000 men who are still with us. It even clears the records of those who have passed away. How Jeffrey Scott Jones got a straight razor into a courtroom will be investigated. In Santa Ana, California this week, Jones used that razor to cut his own throat after the jury across the room had convicted him of sexually assaulting an underage teenage girl. Jones is a former high school teacher, former because He'd already had sexual relationships with two underage students, ultimately marrying each of them. The 56-year-old now faces up to 66 years in prison. In other words, life. It's not just carrots. A new study says the more fruit you eat, the less likely you are to have vision problems later in life. The American Academy of Ophthalmology has just learned of new research that recommends fruit and coffee, for cutting your risk of macular degeneration by 33%. The study says the Mediterranean diet seems to work best with its emphasis on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and fish. And while caffeine is not necessarily part of the Mediterranean diet, it also seems to help, according to the study. Coffee's also proven beneficial in avoiding Alzheimer's. Science marches on. New technology may allow drones to recharge in midair. British researchers say it's done with electromagnets on top of bridges and buildings. So long as the drone passes over its charging station regularly, it could stay up indefinitely. Meanwhile, engineers at Yale have learned that a certain blood molecule might lead to the widespread use of a safer lithium battery, the lithium peroxide battery. A molecule found in hemoglobin, the one that makes blood red, carries oxygen that can make batteries run longer and we've figured out how to keep away the ants. All we need is some Amazonian frog juice. Researchers in Brazil have found that one of the frogs that doesn't get bitten by ants there survives because it oozes a natural ant repellent through its skin. The frog no longer smells tasty to the ant, and the ant moves on. The chemical could be used as an ant repellent by humans. Science marches on. Former Red Sox pitcher Kurt Schilling has had enough of Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. The ex-strikeout king is a Republican and a staunch Trump supporter. Warren is not worried. When told of Schilling's plans to replace her, she laughed and said he can try. Schilling, who helped the Sox break an 86-year World Series drought, is extremely popular in Massachusetts, but so is Senator Warren. A poll last month showed she'd beat him 47 percent to 28 Schilling says he might even run for president in 2020, but first things first, I've made my decision. I'm going to run for Senate, said Schilling this week, but I haven't talked to my wife. It was Taco Wednesday in Las Vegas this week as a wall of taco trucks formed around the Trump Hotel just before the debate. In a demonstration dripping with symbolism, food workers were protesting the hotel's refusal to bargain with their new union, even though the union's been certified by the feds. Trump built that Vegas hotel and owns 50% of it. The demonstration, which included free tacos, pointed to two noteworthy moments from the Trump campaign, building a wall and the comment by a Trump supporter, Marco Gutierrez, that if Clinton's elected, there'll be a taco truck on every corner. More than the wall, that comment lit up social media with people asking, why would that be a bad thing? Standing behind the fresh condiments was a life-sized cardboard cutout of Trump draped in a sash that read, Miss Eating Machine. And finally, flushed with embarrassment, in Japan, a pair of Chinese tourists have apologized to a hotel and they've returned the item they stole from their very nice Japanese hotel room. They had taken, and now have returned, a toilet seat. Not the one from the bathroom, the one they found under the bed. The Chinese tourists say they found the spare toilet seat under the bed. You can understand their confusion, sort of. The tourists say they'd assumed it had accidentally been left there by a previous guest. They say it didn't occur to them that the toilet seat might belong to the hotel. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at BuzzBurbank.com. Have a great weekend. I'll be back Monday with another Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Buzz, buzz, buzz.